Hello and welcome. You are listening to Cloudy with a Chance of Murder. Yeah, I decided to um, to dress them all up. I got the spider for Leo's on sale and then I got the lion's mane for Nymeria. She just wouldn't take it. How you got both cats sitting patiently back to back with their little wings on is crazy to me. A million pictures later. That's how it happened. Oh, and Crash's arthritis is getting worse. So I think for his birthday, I'm going to take him or like as his birthday gift, I'm going to take him to an oncologist and figure out what kind of cancer we're dealing with. Right. I've, I've already gotten an extra year and a half longer than I ever expected. Right. What do I have to change about his diet? Do I have to buy him a dog harness and walk him around the block like right. I would so he gets exercise? Because I'll do it. Right. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'll, I'm happy to do it. I won't do this shit for myself to get healthy, but I'll do it for my animals. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, let me sit and we can get started. We made watermelon margaritas today. Oh, fancy. So we literally, literally gutted out a, a, a watermelon. I see it behind you. I did watch um, Rihanna's Fenty show. How was oh it? Oh my gosh, like it was it? amazing. And it put me on Deanne's Ward song. I'm like, I love this yes. song. I downloaded it immediately. So good. I still have to go back and watch the first one, but it was a great, great fashion show. I was so impressed. And also I like that the models models, Yeah. They, they were there strictly to, to look pretty. Right. Like Bella Hadid yes, or Bella whatever. Hadid and Paris Hilton. Um, right. But imagine like being in the dressing room with like one of those high-end models mm -hmm. and them not being the most useful one in the room. You know what I mean? Like the ones who are dancing and getting it. They're like, I have a purpose here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's so true. I would feel like such a badass bitch, girl. I loved it. I really did. I um, I still need to order, order stuff. I think I might buy myself okay. some for, for Christmas. Um. Okay. And after we go through this session, I do want to talk about possible Christmas gifts for siblings. Okay. Has that even crossed your mind yet? No. Okay, good. Okay, let's get into I'm it. I'm trying to organize uh, with my sister my mom's birthday. It's her 60th birthday right before Thanksgiving, and we were supposed to have like a big party, and that's just not going to happen. So I haven't even started thinking about that yet. Next year, I'm only turning 34. Because <laughs> <laughs> this year's a fucking wash. It didn't count. For real? It, didn't, just, it did not count. I just, I just need to lose 12 pounds by December 31st, <laughs> and then this whole year just didn't happen. <laughs> All, right, All right, let's talk about spooky things. I actually liked the intro. I really liked it. The thunder. Yeah, you like it? It's I so did. Stupid. I love it. I thought it was cute. Thanks. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Cloudy with a Chance of Murder. My name is Tamara, and I have Jen again with me. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me. Absolutely live from cold and wet, spooky Seattle. Today is Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Ooh, yeah. Happy Halloween, guys and ghouls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to rattle off more. My brain just was not having it. <laughs> I love it. I felt it, though. I felt it. <laughs> well, I have a spooky story for you today. I'm excited. Before I do, though, I want to take a little flashback. So do you remember our Louisiana trip? Yes. <laughs> our road trip. 
our road trip. So we'll explain to my two listeners. Um, Jen <laughs> drove from Fort Lauderdale to me in Orlando. She rented a car and they gave her this, I don't know, it was a hot yellow mini school bus, basically. <laughs> it was a Kia Soul. It was a Kia yellow. Soul. It was a Kia yellow. Soul. It was yellow. It literally looked like a short bus and it got five miles to the gallon. <laughs> Jen, Jen picked me up and I was like, we're not driving that, are we? <laughs> I was excited about it too. I, for whatever reason, I think it was the first time I was able to rent a car on my own probably. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, yeah, I got the SUV <laughs> until I had to fill up twice to get yeah. from Fort Lauderdale to Orlando. That's ridiculous. Oh my God. So funny. Learned. Yep. And then when she picked me up, we swapped cars. Didn't we get another car? Yes. yes. Yeah. Because the gas was ridiculous. Yes. Oh, didn't we almost run out of gas? I feel like- Yes. <laughs> a, a mile away from our hotel because as we're pulling into Louisiana, I think we got there on yes. Fat Tuesday. Yep. Um, um, we got in just as they were shutting down all the roads for the parade routes and we were staying right in the French Quarter. Yep. So the roads were one way and all of a sudden things started shutting down around us and we were a mile, less than a mile away from our hotel and we were in traffic for over two hours, maybe. Yeah. Yep. And then we were on E for over an hour, just sitting there. <laughs> the light came on. I looked over at Jen. I was like, "Oh shit, we're shit. running out of gas." Panic sits in. Like, what do we do if we're the assholes who break down? The people behind us are gonna kill us. They're going to riot. <laughs> I think we literally done. rolled into the gas station. Like we had, we were like rolling in on fumes. The 100%, 100%, just on sheer will and by the sweat of our nipples. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny because that day when we got there, the weather was beautiful. It was nice and like, it wasn't even cold. It wasn't warm. It was just a beautiful temperature. And the very next day was freezing. They said it was the coldest, rainiest Mardi Gras they had in like over a decade. We're like, great. Really glad we caught it. <laughs> Really glad we drove to Louisiana to sit in our hotel room, bathroom, drinking and jamming. <laughs> cool. Well, let me tell you, that was so much fun. I had so <laughs> I had much fun best. on that trip. That was so the, much fun. I had the best time. I got one of my pets. Shout out to Nagini on hey, the drive back. Fuck, oh, memories were made, was, yes. and that's all. That's all we can ask for. I laughed my butt off that trip. That trip was so much fun. I had a blast. That trip was so fun. Definitely want to do it again. So uh, Jen did go this year, actually, right before I shutdown. Did. Right before COVID I did. shutdown. I did. I brought my very inappropriate boyfriend, and it was a good time. It was fantastic. <laughs> we got, it was a very different experience. Well, you had well, the balcony this time. Yeah, we paid to go have balcony access and it was like uh, bottomless drinks or whatever so we had a really cool spot to hang out and people definitely get more loose for you when you're up on a balcony uh dangling some uh attractive beads I don't know why they doesn't want matter. The beads, yeah but it doesn't I matter it. what kind of beads we wanted the beads of course everyone wants uh, beads but here but our year we saw a lot of male penis when when you and I went Yes. You'll go to jail if you whip your dick out now. What? They will arrest you. Oh, aw. That takes the I fun mean, out titties of it. I titties all day. I don't know what the world has come to, Sam. Like, oh, let down. Man. <laughs> well, I do have to tell this story, too, because it's fucking hilarious. So we 
when we were walking down, um, I don't know what street we were on, but we were walking down and we see a bar. We, so we go into the bar and this guy's dancing on the bar and they're like throwing out stuff. And there was like uh, a little keychain or something that Jen picked up and it said Swiss. It, the product is called Swiss Navy Lubricants. <laughs> but all my, all my drunk ass saw was Navy because Swiss was tiny, lubricant was tiny. And our beautiful host, Tam's little brother, had just joined the Navy. So I'm like, oh my God, Tam, let's get all the keychains and give it to Dan. This is perfect for Dan. It says Navy on it. <laughs> Tam looks at me. She's like, no, no, Jed, no, it's not the same Navy. Shit. It was, <laughs> it's a lubricant. <laughs> I blame the hurricanes and the the hand grenades because we also walk down the street getting That's a true. drink from every bar we pass. That's true. Hold on. Wait, I'm going to share my screen real quick. I love it. We're totally bundled up. <laughs> Gloves on. <laughs> Freezing. Yes. Yep. Yep. I was like, Tam, I couldn't flash my boobs if I wanted to because I have six layers on. I would Too have to cold. peel them off individually can't you can't whip them out and put them back fast nope enough. oh my gosh but it was so much fun though so really quick so while funny. i'm sharing my screen i want to show you exactly where this is so this story takes place in frenier so i'm gonna scroll in so in louisiana so i know you guys can't see what i'm doing but if you want to google it type in frenier where we stood jen this is new orleans so we stood somewhere or we stayed somewhere in here mm-hmm Frenier is right over here, and this mm -hmm. is the Manchac, Manchac Swamp. So it's honestly like maybe 30, 45 minute drive. So if we ever go back to New Orleans, I would love to, to take a trip out here just to see what this is like. But uh, yeah, it wasn't very far from where we stayed. I'm down. I'm down for some exploration. Yes. Also, okay. To a certain extent, because, you know, I'm not trying to bring the spirits home with me. Let oh, them, no. Hell no. Let girl. them be in peace. <laughs> well, I'm going to yes. tell you a little piece of this afterwards. It's really interesting. But um, basically everything I got was from articles from Weekend Weird and also Mental Floss by someone named Beth Lovejoy. She actually did some research on this lady and actually went out there to, to see, like, if any of this was true. But yeah, so this is the legend of the voodoo priestess who haunts Louisiana swamp, Julia Brown. Mm. Our story, like I said, it takes place in Frenier, um, specifically in the Manchac wetlands of Louisiana. So it's about 30 minutes, 45 minutes away of, um, from New, New Orleans, about 25 miles northwest. Um, so the entrance to this place, you can only get there by canoe. So it's all these canals. Real quick, to so my most recent trip to Louisiana when I went um, uh, this year, actually, February, yeah. before mm -hmm. COVID lockdowns, um, we were asking around, uh, what is there to do besides get drunk in New Orleans, you know what I mean, not the French Quarter, what is off the beaten path? Mm -hmm. um, and almost every local said, you have to do a swamp tour, but make sure you drive more than an hour out of New Orleans. Yeah. Like, make sure you go deep into the swamp because you want people who you can barely understand what they're saying because those are the people who know the swamp best. The real you know locals, I mean? yes. Ooh, so yes. I, am, I am terrified, but super interesting. Yes. <laughs> well, like I said, if we ever end up going back, which is still on my bucket we have list to, to do, do it again, yes. we're going to have to do this, but I'd have to definitely have some liquid courage because shit mm -hmm. is a little creepy. 
So um, this area consists of a ton of cypress trees and fresh uh, water marshes and like swamps. So they say it's actually best to go at night, so, like by moonlight, so you can see all the, yeah, <laughs> right, all the scene. And <laughs> also with a flashlight, you'll see a ton of alligators and different wildlife that, you know, comes out at night. So, but they say it's very scenic. So um, the Manchac Wildlife Management Area Center is about 8,000 acres. That's how big this area is. Um, it's considered an ancient bayou. It's actually one of Louisiana's historic waterways. It uh, was heavily used for trade route back in the day. They say that people who enter this swamp basically have a challenge of either getting, you know, sunstroke or dehydration, um, the alligators, um, and then I guess there's a lot of still broken logs and debris that float around. Um, but not just that, but you also have that supernatural threat. So that's the beginning of the legend of Julia Brown. Mm. At the turn of the 20th century, the towns of Ruddock, Frenier, and Napton were prosperous settlements. Um, they clustered on the edge of Lake Pontchartrain. That's that big lake that's above New Orleans. Okay. Um, it was a popular logging town using the centuries-old cypress trees and uh, farming cabbages in the thick black soil. So um, the railroad was the town's lifeline, bringing groceries from New Orleans and hauling away logs and cabbages as far as Chicago. So it's pretty, yeah. yeah. So um, they had no roads, no doctors, no electricity, uh, but they basically managed to be an established community. All through the waterways. All through the waterways, yep. That's, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. So um, <laughs> this happens in the 1800s, or this is kind of a flashback to the 1800s. Uh, it was a thriving farming ground. So basically what happens is the, um, the wind that would blow off of Pontchartrain, Lake Pontchartrain, would bring actually nutrients across the lake. So it would deposit into the soil and that's what made the soil so rich for farming. Um, it was perfect year round. So, you know, down in the <laughs> South, we don't really have a, much of a winter. winter yeah. So they were able to grow crops year round. So it was very successful. Mm -hmm. So um, they basically said that because they didn't have any doctors or anything like that, you either, if you got sick, you had two choices. You either had to pay 25 cents and take the train to New Orleans, which basically only goes twice a week. So you'd have to wait until the train comes or you would go to a local healer. So this is kind of where Julia Brown comes in. So she is also known as Julie White or Julia Black, um, but she was born in 1845 in Louisiana um, by Julia Bernard was her actual name. And there's records of this. There's consensus records that she was an actual person. Julia Bernard, but also went by Black, White, Brown. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Julie White, Julia Black. I'm very, I, I have so many questions. Julia. Julia. Julia, I got questions, girl. But pick all right, one. okay, Julia. Pick one, why, Whatever. why black I know. and brown? Just pick one. Why not all three? Why not all three? <laughs> Why'd you put some color in your life? Why not red? <laughs> God. Uh, so her um, parents were from Maryland. Um, and in 1882, she married Celestine or Celeste Brown. Um, and he was born in Texas and they had five children together. The federal government uh, ended up giving the husband uh, Celeste ended up giving him um, 40 acres of a plot to farm. And he passed away in like 1914. So he basically left that property to Julia Brown. So, um, so they, they were saying that basically they, he had passed down that property to Julia. So that's how Julia had that big property. Um, she was a well-respected magic practitioner in her town of Frenier. 
There were, of course, like I said, no doctors. So if someone got sick, they either went to town, took the train, or they went to Julia for some supernatural healing. So it wasn't uncommon for her to travel around the village performing uh, rituals to help childbirth, fight off infections, and cure illnesses. Clearly, it was working because people kept coming back to her. So she mm -hmm. would you know, treat them, and they would get better, and other people would come and, and use her for her talent. She's a time-traveling doctor. Oh, my God. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. She's a healer. She knows. Bro, when she I knows. First, that first season of Outlander, I was like, this makes sense to me. But anyway, yes. What season yes. are so, you on, by the way? I stopped at one. I figured you It was did. exhausting. I know. Oh, oh, no, I'm I'm a little bit into two because she's back with, she got back home. Uh, spoiler, but no, it's eight, five seasons right. and whatever, y'all. <laughs> so she got back home. Right. She got, she's back home. That's mm -hmm. where, and then her fucking weirdo husband, ever since he, I've seen him as the pervy general, I yeah, can't. Yeah. You can't get that out of your I head. I can't get that yeah, out yeah. of my head. Especially he's, his he shows signs of his aggressive bloodline right he like it comes out gets aggressive yeah, yeah. And, and he's like you know you have to let him go you have to forget about him and i'm just like i went through this supernatural experience you're gonna tell me that you believe me but now i have to completely forget about it that's right. wild yeah i think that's i think yeah i think that's where i left off is okay. is he was just getting like trying to accept her and figure out their life again yeah. so yeah it gets it gets better but it gets a little worse too so <laughs> you have to really invest that time but yes that's what i thought of when i was researching this story that she was somebody from the future i will say that the writing is very well done because all the parts that are supposed to make you feel uncomfortable and tired they 100 yes. percent. oh yeah so they do a great, sure. they do a great job but yep. definitely julia brown she's yes. in 1999 y'all from the future for real exactly she went back all right she did julia black white brown Julia Black, White, Brown. <laughs> Careful now, she might come get you. I know, I'm just <laughs> kidding. So there, in this town of Frenier, the, uh, most of the people that lived there were German immigrants, and they basically relied on her for her, the medicinal needs, obviously. So she was known as a very powerful voodoo priestess. Um, they're saying that voodoo at that time was as common as gumbo, which I do regret not trying in Louisiana. We did not get any gumbo. That is something to get. We also, yeah. got, we, we got gumbo that second time and we yeah. got crawfish. We didn't do that either. Crawfish. Oh, we man. got street crawfish and I fuck with shellfish now after Louisiana. Oh, We've had crab a bunch of times. Yeah. For uh, when Tyler got back from Oklahoma, we got a king crab leg, which is wildly, Alaskan king crab leg is wildly expensive. Yes, of course it Who is. Who needs that? <laughs> but also I had to try it one time for the one time. But oh that's all. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I love snow crab. My dad makes curry snow crab legs. Oh my God, it's so good. And it has like a nice little spicy kick to it. Uh, yes, I even like it. I even like it spicy. Uh, I'll go back. We On gotta go list. back. The food, I would go back just for the food, Tam. Like yes. the food was amazing. So, um, she's I? a high powered uh, voodoo priestess. So it's priestess. as common as gumbo. Right. Voodoo is as common. But we knew that. We heard about that, like mm -hmm. Louisiana being known for mm -hmm. for voodoo or whatever. So exactly. All right. So it was common. It's very common. So it wasn't looked at as like nowadays when you know when you mention voodoo, people think of like black magic or obia, and it right. wasn't really like that. Voodoo was more for healing. Right. Um, so she treated aches and pains, um, but she used the plants and herbs around her. So I think that um, maybe she didn't know it. Maybe she did. 
but there were some plants that had anti-inflammatory in, you know, the plant. So when she's giving it as like tea or whatever, it helped with their headaches. But of course, people just thought that was magic and that they didn't know it was something to do with the, the actual plant. Right. Right. The community basically accepted her and called her Aunt Julia. So not just Julia White, Black, Brown, but Aunt Julia. So that was her okay. common name. Everybody knew her as Aunt Julia. Um, but people were still scared of her because I think it was more of she's very powerful in what she does. What other things can she do? And like if mm -hmm. she was to get angry or whatever, um, they also said that she was um, an oracle. So she can kind of see and predict things when they're about to happen. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So eventually people started to use her just for her powers. Um, they weren't really trying to be friends or anything with her. They were just kind of like using her whenever they would get sick. So she kind of felt used and so started to really kind of treat people like she was mean to people and was kind of scaring off people. Um, she had a house and on the front porch, she had a rocking chair and she would <laughs> rock on the chair and play like a guitar and sing songs. One of the songs that she sang over and over and over again basically said, one day I'm going to die and I'm going to take the whole town with me. Like she would sing it over and over and over again. I'm going to die and I'm going to take the whole town with me. So people started to get a little freaked out because they're like, what is this? I got is the this chills. Yeah, I got see? the chills. <laughs> I don't, like that's her spell. Right. So people were like, was this a curse or is this like more of a prophecy? Like, does she know that something is going to happen or is she cursing it to happen? You know? I mean, tomato, tomato. What does it matter? Right. Exactly. Oof. Yeah. This is a good one. Yeah. This is a good one. The one you were, when you were like, she keeps singing it over and over and over again. I was like, ooh, I got the chills. It would give people chills because you know how, if you're just sitting, rocking back and forth in your front porch, playing this song and saying it over and over again, like I'm sure it was. You know what kills me? Uh, there's something, it's one thing to say something and repeat it, but there's something about poetry. There's something about a song. The rhythm makes it more memorable, right? Yes, so yep. it's like when you listen, when you hear Michael Myers, you hear do 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 do, yes. and you leave the theater, and it's still on the back of your neck. And for whatever reason, you're like do 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 do. I'm like, no. yeah, right, exactly. That's great. <laughs> see, but she's smart. Go ahead, Julia. All right, I see you, Miss right? White Brown. So again, so she kept singing the song over and over and over again. And, and then she also was like, people would come by the house and she would kind of give them like dirty looks and keep singing the song. So anyways, on September 28th, this is 1915, um, Julia actually died of natural causes. So she's about 70, 70 years old and died of natural causes. So the very next day, September 29th, 1915, the entire town, except for two locals, because they went out of town that day, they gathered at Julia's funeral, hoping that they would show um, whatever bad juju that they felt like maybe they put on her that, you know, they give her respect. She that, would spare them right. if they showed face. Right. And of course, everybody's freaking out because she died and she kept saying that she's going to take the whole town with her. So they're like mm -hmm. freaked out. So they want to show up to her funeral and, you know, pay their respects. Mm -hmm. So um, during the funeral, and this is around four o'clock, the reports say, as the nails were being hammered into her coffin, sudden and unusual devastating hurricane ripped through the entire village. So this is the New Orleans hurricane of 1915. It was a massive hurricane. It actually started in the Caribbean, of course. Storm surge rose around 13 feet and the winds howled at 125 miles an hour, which makes it a major category four hurricane. 
you and I both know what storm surges are, but most people, I don't know if they don't live on the coast, they may not know, but it's basically measured as the rise in water level above the normal tidal level and doesn't even include the waves that are coming in. So just to give perspective, Hurricane Harvey, um, the winds from Hurricane Harvey pushed water across Corpus Christi and resulted in a 12 foot storm surge. This yeah. hurricane in 1915 was 13 feet. So you can imagine how devastating this hurricane was. And they didn't have any technology to pre-warn them, prep nope. anything. There was no hurricane warning. You couldn't run to the store and stock up on toilet paper and water. Like. Nope, nope, definitely not. So it, it began as Julia. a Julia, I know. The wrath of Julia. It, um, it began as a weak tropical storm moving across the southern Windward Islands. Um, one ship observation documented a barometric pressure of 931. So the lower the barometric pressure, the stronger the hurricane is. Um, as it passed through the south of Jamaica, it turned northwest and entered the Gulf of Mexico. So I have to say, I started this research last week. Well, probably before then, but I really started to put it together last week. And as I was looking this up and I wanted to see exactly where this was, exactly where Frenier was, um, you know me, I'm a nerd. So I also have the Weather Channel on and I noticed there was an invest, what they call an invest. And that's kind of the starting stages before a tropical storm. And it was below Jamaica and below Cuba. And it was expected to make its way across the Yucatan Peninsula and then into the Gulf of Mexico and then make a beeline to Louisiana. Same path. The same path, Jen. Like, Holy. And, it, and it's crazy because of all the hurricanes that we've had in 2020, a lot of them hit Louisiana, but hit more on the Western side of Louisiana. This one was heading straight to Frenier, straight in this area, which was like really creepy. And it actually hit, so it, it did end up hitting um, the Southeast corner of Louisiana, went right through and went on up. But it was just really creepy that I, as I was researching this, this hurricane was about to happen. Like, I don't know if she like almost, almost identical. Ooh, <laughs> she up. knows about to do this story. Uh, <laughs> let's let's, her, let's feel it like, let's go with it. Let's go with it. Yes. Her ears were burning. Burning, right. Like, like who's looking, like, who's looking me up? Who's telling my business? Tamara. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I am I'm just sorry, a guest. I am just a guest on this show. I just want to make that clear to the spirits that be <laughs> i'm with her but but, like, but i'm not with her <laughs> like don't take us both don't take either one of us <laughs> oh god take the x's exactly who oh, needs, please who needs those please who needs they're them? all stored safely on the moon yes. <laughs> so if you can go pick them up that'd be great <laughs> For those okay. that don't know, Side story. <laughs> for those that don't know, that's where uh, your lovely host Tamara tells her her nephews that's where her boyfriends go. Right? Yeah. Anyone who's met the family at one point because they were important for a while, and then they proved themselves to be ridiculous. So the kids, they're smart. We raise smart children, right? Yeah. Our families, our families make smart babies. So Tammy's nephew was real quick to be like, where's uh, Mr. ABC? Where's uh, so-and-so? And, -so? and uh, Tam's reaction was, he's on the moon. <laughs> Actually, wait, I told him, this is what I told him. I said, they dropped off the face of the earth. 
And that's why he thinks they're on the moon because moon. where else would they be? If they're <laughs> not on earth, you earth. see. Two, two guys that I dated that were, I was actually serious with, he would pray for them he, at night, like, and that's he would cute. add he, to them. He it would like, include them. Yes. He'd include them in the, in the prayers. It's like, please don't stack them up. Please, uh, yeah, please. please. So eventually had to tell him, up. I was like, listen, like, don't pray for them anymore. Like, it's okay. You don't have to pray for them. <laughs> that sounds awful, but it's only to spare the child, guys. We're not really trying to deprive <laughs> yes, them of prayer. <laughs> okay. We're just, I just, it's important to make that differentiation. We're That's not trying true. to deprive these men of prayer. We're just trying to spare the boy the chore. Exactly. <laughs> all on the moon. So if you want to come collect anyone, they're Please. all waiting on the moon. I mean... It's really, it's really something that takes a load off. It's oh, really yeah. a stress reliever. Just send them to the moon. Send them to the moon. You don't have to worry about them ever, <laughs> ever again. There's That's... water on the moon. Now, yeah. Huh? <laughs> blessings. Bless. Open your funnel, guys. Receive the blessings. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, Julia oh, Brown. sidetrack. Woo! The hurricane was running itself back as you were re doing the research. So you saw it happen right. real time. So that's yes. where we were. So near the time of landfall, the hurricane was documented to have a central pressure of 952 millibars. So at the time, it was the lowest pressure ever recorded in the United States. Obviously, now it's probably not true. We probably broke that record in 2020. 100% the world is ending. Global mm. warming is real, y'all. It is. Get um, right with your demons. Make peace. Right. Leave your legacy. That's all, that's all we can say. <laughs> exactly. Um, analysis of onshore observations also suggested that the storm made landfall with concentric eye walls. So that basically means it was in the process of an eye wall replacement. So the eye wall replacement cycle. So that's when the inner ring of the original eye wall and the la larger outer ring is actually takes over that new one. So it basically makes the eye bigger which mm. is worse because now there's more wind, more strong winds in the inside of the hurricane than it was before. So it can be a lot more dangerous. Right. A lot more destructive. For right. Sure. So the moist swamplands of Louisiana allowed the hurricane to maintain its strength because of all the swamp and all the water. And basically the water didn't really have anywhere to go because of how much, you know, it's already swampland. So it's basically just water on top of water and just flooded right. the area. Right. Oh, Severus, he wants to go outside. What are you doing, boo? <laughs> Mom? Why? Mom? It's not time to go outside yet, baby. Okay. Many of the town folks sought refuge in the railroad depot, um, but that collapsed and it killed about 25 people. Um, the force right. of the hurricane was felt all over Southern Louisiana and over 300 people in Louisiana died and estimated $13 million in damage. So basically this storm took out the entire town, flattened it, like nothing was there. Like it washed, it washed away the railroads. Like you can see pictures of, of the cars that were on the track completely off oh. in a different area and all the railroad tracks was just scattered about. There's just debris everywhere, but nothing, like all the buildings were flattened. There was nothing that actually stayed intact. She was a woman of her word. Exactly. So when the storm cleared on October 1st, uh, Frenier Ruddock and lie down, Nymeria. I just okay. imagine her staring you in the eyes yeah, as she, she is. goes down very slowly. And, she, and then she lights <laughs> out a sigh. Because <sighs> your life is so fucking hard. <laughs> okay, so um, one of the few survivors later described how he clung to an upturned cypress tree and shut his ears against the screams of those drowning in the swamp. 
So um, the hurricanes seem to come out of nowhere, but the tour guys that like take you on the tour will basically say that was as a result of Julia Brown's curse. That mm-hmm. was the wrath of Julia Brown. So they said they, she laid a curse on the town because she felt taken for granted. And then of course the, the curse came true when the storm swept away and killed basically everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the deceased residents were buried in a mass grave. The swamp around Manshock is still believed to be cursed. Um, the village now is overgrown, reclaimed by the swamp, and it's known to be a, a paranormal hotspot. So um, many can still hear the screams of people and children, and they can also, I've seen people put comments that they can hear her singing that song. Ooh, that one day I'm, I'm going to die and take the whole town with me. I'm super curious. Um super curious of what the tune is like how does it go i'm curious i don't know and i'm not trying to but i don't want to i'm i'm so curious but god forbid i hear it right Right? because i'll I'll never be able to get it out of my head so um over the years uh countless developers have tried to rebuild the area but the only thing that remains on the island where julia brown's village once stood is that mass grave where all the dead were buried of course, like I said, the whole island basically has that reputation of having that poor paranormal activity. Um, so they say that, you know, she laid this curse on the town. So she basically murdered everybody. But, you know, people are saying that we don't know if, if she knew that it was happening and was just basically like saying like, this is going to happen. And then um, they say that the wrath of Julia actually continues because of how many hurricanes still hit the area and that people have tried to actually build on it. So there's this one guy, he's, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's a local resident. So he's an architectural designer and he designed his house and a restaurant. It's on still, so it's like, you know, it's sitting like five or six feet above the ground. Um, and he has like, he used all the structures that basically, you know, you're able, it's able to withstand all the hurricane force winds and stuff and all the storm surge. So he built up this town and he built a few homes and stuff like that. And Hurricane Isaac hit back in 2012, I believe it was. And um, they didn't think it was a big deal. They stayed at their house and then they woke up in the morning to like really loud noises, wind howling. And they noticed that water was already three to four feet up from where their house stood. And then their house was like shaking and it was, you know, freaky. So they decided to go to the restaurant, which was a little bit more safer, like safer built. So they went to the restaurant. They basically tied life best and strapped his wife to it. And like they walked over or swam over really to the restaurant. So um, after the hurricane, after Hurricane Isaac, everything on the town was flattened again. Everything was gone. Everything was washed away. The only thing that survived was his house and the restaurant. But he is like determined to rebuild Frenier. Like he's determined that he's going to have a town in Frenier. But they say that Julia's rap is basically saying like, no, you're not going to rebuild Frenier because I'm going to keep sending hurricanes your way and fucking up your town. So stop building. Why be so determined? And who's buying those houses? I don't know. I don't because, know. Because uh, however, whichever side you want to look at it, um, you're plagued by hurricanes and global warming is only going to make that worse. Yep. And or your town is fucking cursed. Whether you believe it or not, if you look at the records to see how many times a hurricane hit that area, come on. Right? And how many how many bad how many bad 
hurricanes ran through F Fort Lauderdale, like South Florida. There was two. It was Andrew and uh, oh, God, what was the other one? I only remember Andrew. Andrew, Andrew was right before we moved. Mm -hmm. We moved to Florida. So Hurricane Andrew was 92. Yeah, it was in the 90s for sure. August 16th, 1992. That was a cat four. I know Irma was pretty bad. Hurricane Irma was September 2017. Yeah, that was more recent. But but less than less than five. Yeah. In in the 30 years that I've lived like in the area. Exactly. That's crazy. And well, New Orleans is just getting ran through. And <laughs> especially in 2020. Oh my gosh, it's sad. Um, so this story is kind of freaky, but there was a local resident, his name was Jeremy. He doesn't believe in voodoo. He doesn't believe in spirits or anything like that. So he decided to go mess with the graves. What's which... a God to a non-believer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm saying exactly. he doesn't believe it. He went looking for her grave went down there one night with a friend, which I'm sorry, if my friend says, hey, can you come with me to this grave site? No. Um, you're an asshole. If you want to be an asshole, you be an asshole on your own time. I want nothing to do with your fucking brujeria that's going to bring bring that shit home with me. Oh, it gets, nope. it gets worse because if I was this friend and he didn't tell me the extent of what he was doing, I'd be so pissed at him. But Oh, yeah, we're going to fight. We're going to fight. Right. So he said, um, as they were walking or walking through the swamp, trying to get there, um, the farther they went in, the quieter it got. So like all like the noises of the creatures and bugs and stuff just got quieter. And it was a very eerie feeling. So um, don't mess he, with that. Mm. Anim animals don't mess with that shit. Right? Mm -hmm. They know better. Mm -hmm. They know better. Mm -hmm. So uh, as they were walking, they found a wrought iron fence sticking out of the ground. And that was the fence that was around the cemetery. But because of all the hurricanes, it's been washed away or whatever. So they knew they were close by. They basically went in to try and find the graves and everything. And this motherfucker takes out of his pocket a voodoo doll. He brought, nope. he brought a voodoo doll with him. No, to, he's going looking, looking for this shit. Mm -mm. This, is, this is when bad shit happens because you're inviting it. Like, I don't care you're if you believe arrogant. it or not. Right. Yeah, you're being arrogant. Right. And that's that that's like every religion has something like that. It's like when you get too arrogant, some force of the world is going to come and check you. Yeah, exactly. Well, right, whether whether it's you inviting jealousy upon yourself because you're being braggadocious about your achievements, right. it's best to stay humble. Amen. So here we go this man trying so, to flex with yep. his voodoo doll. With his voodoo doll. So he was going to try and connect with Julia, right? Oh, so he said that the atmosphere, makes me upset. I know, makes me upset. <laughs> so the atmosphere started to change and he said he felt a burning sensation on his shoulder and it said it felt mm -hmm. like fire. So his mm -hmm. friend looked at his shoulder and there were scratch marks on his shoulder. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, so as soon mm -mm. as that happened, they said, hell no, nah, I got the fuck out. And that was it. But I would like, no, 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 no. That is creepy. Why no. are you? that curious what, know, like man. that's but weird. you know some people are are very very intrigued yeah very intrigued like tyler's very intrigued by the abandoned but, ghost town and it's okay but, to be intrigued and to to go and see what it's like 
but to invite yeah you bring a doll to in oh yeah exactly boards ouija boards we don't we don't do that hell Mm -hmm. no no hell to the no hell to the no 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 (laughs) hell no hell no no. but isn't that crazy so so yeah again it's, it's more a lot of people there was um local people there was a local voodoo priestess that's actually living there right now and she was basically saying that you know at the time that this happened again it was never voodoo was never a a, a way to be you know vicious or um you know something to bring um you know negative things on the town it was more of healing it was more of trying to heal those so she doesn't really think that she put the curse she the this new voodoo priestess this local one thought that Julia knew what was going to happen. She had a premonition or she knew, and she was basically just stating the facts. Um, And it was more of just her warning the town and not really like putting a curse on it. But I don't know, man. You you said before, like, she started to feel taken advantage of. She started to feel like abused or whatever. So so imagine having this knowledge in your 30s or 40s as you're being disrespected that you know what, 30 years from now, after I die, something's gonna come white. I, I would casually drop hints, like, that's why your ass gonna die. <laughs> and that's what she did. That's what she did. Yeah, I mean, Julia Black, White, Brown. Julia Black, White, Brown. Like, crazy though. I have, I still have, a, I still have questions for was her, she, like, was why she from all the, future? the surnames. She might have been from the future. I don't know. I don't know, but she definitely knew. So if, so if Julia was from the future, I mean, good on her. She, she tried to contribute to her community. She tried to help people until they started fucking around. And she's like, you know what? I'm too old for this shit. Exactly. So you had brought up a good point. Um, and I wrote it somewhere. I'm trying to find it, but basically you had said that they had no warning. So they technically did. So they knew that there was a tropical storm coming. So they, um, it was in the, I want to say it's Pick a, Pick a Yoon newspaper. Damn, I can't remember the name of the newspaper. But anyways, um, it was a local newspaper and they put in an, the article that there was a tropical storm that was supposed to hit Southeast Louisiana. But the way the towns worked, the newspaper wouldn't get to Frenier until a week after this was printed. So, so they knew this was going to happen, but Frenier didn't know because they didn't get that newspaper yet and they wouldn't have gotten it until a week later, which would be way too damn late. So yeah, they had no, they had no clue. So they were literally gathering in um, the building to um, lay her to rest. So they were nailing in her coffin. And actually there was an article out of that same newspaper printed October 2nd. Um, It said the funeral was scheduled and Aunt Julia had been placed in her casket and the casket in turn had been placed in the customary wooden box and sealed. At four o'clock, however, the storm had become so violent that everyone left the house in a stampede, abandoning the corpse. The corpse was found Thursday and so was the wooden box, but the casket was never found. I don't know if that's true or not because I've also heard stories where the people who were gathered at her funeral, when the storm hit, you know, the, the weather started, just got increasingly worse. So they couldn't go anywhere. So every, basically when the hurricane hit, that whole building collapsed and only one person survived, but everybody else in that building died. Um, so I don't know if that's true, but that was, you know, something that was posted in that newspaper around that time. 
Um, but still, mm-hmm. it, regardless, the fact is that everyone died. There was maybe one or two people who survived. The two people who were out of town that day survived, obviously, and then maybe one or two people in the actual town, but everything else was completely destroyed. They knew something was coming. Yep. They went to go try to make nice, void it out. Yeah. And they just put them, they positioned themselves to just get ran through by a hurricane. Yep. Basically. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? <sighs> That's crazy. I mean, the key takeaway is don't take advantage of people because they're going to curse you. <laughs> bitches get bitter, y'all. Exactly. Bitches get real bitter. Or if they start singing, uh, listen to their lyrics. <laughs> Right, 100%. Always listen to the lyrics. Tell me you wouldn't play some songs for your exes (laughs) with some fucking strong lyrics that you're like singing aggressively in the kitchen or something. You already know. Or texting it to them. Yep. Uh uh. You better listen to the lyrics, everyone. They're trying to tell you something. (laughs) Oh, what a great. I definitely got the chills multiple times on that one. Julia Brown. Perfect for Halloween. But I thought it was I know. I thought it was so crazy that this hurricane was hitting. And I I promise you, Jen, the path of it is right how this hurricane hit Frenier. And it's just like it was just so weird that it was happening all at the same time. So that's why I hit you up Wednesday. I'm like, can we do it tonight? Because that was like the night that it was going through Louisiana. <laughs> You're all uh, fucked up. Sorry. No, it's I'm okay. So sorry. It's totally okay. It was oh, perfect man. for Halloween though. But yeah, it was isn't that strange though? Like it was just I mean, I know it has nothing to do with me, but still, it's just so creepy that like we're having, like I'm researching and I'm talking about this story and this, this hurricane just comes out of nowhere and hits the same side, you know, it's just weird. Apparently we've learned no lessons over time. <laughs> nope. So let's, let's, let's run back some destruction and right. see, see who learns this, this go around, right? Right. But I definitely would love to take a tour. I would love to just go and see what it's like, not even necessarily for like the paranormal part of it, but just to kind of see what used to be, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 That uh, we'll have to, I don't, I don't think there's anything paranormal related to it, but there is a town here Mm -hmm. in Washington less than 10 years ago Mm. got wiped out by a landslide. Oh shit. So Damn. a whole, whole side of mountain Damn. came down, wiped out this town, killed like 20 something people. Oh um, and they have a memorial now and it's uh, evergreen trees, wow. evergreen trees. There's one evergreen tree planted for every person wow. lost. And it was so recent, yeah. right? So there's, there's photos hanging from the trees. Like people have, de- people have decorated yeah. the trees and there's photos of the family and kids passed away pets passed away it's just it was very sad that is sad it was a very sad situation Aww. And that happened recently like in 2020 less than 10 years oh ago. shit okay but still yeah like 06 07 or something i'll have to look because it's like it it, it was it was pretty crazy but you can drive right past it you see it you see the the mountain just so white. sad no warning it looks like somebody none it looks like somebody the best thing I can compare it to is like when you draw something in pencil and then you accidentally smear it, it looks like it Damn. looks like it's just smeared. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. so sad. Especially when something's like you have no warning, you have no warning of it, it just hits. You have no warning. It's just cr- like yeah. 
But yeah, so oh, I figured a little twist in, in a murder story, not, you know. That was paranormal. good. I liked it. I, I like the paranormal. I like it. Thank I like you. it a lot. I'm going to do a few more. Um, I got a lot of this stuff also from, um, there's a show called American Supernatural, and it also talks about different, you know, paranormal activity around type, like weather type events. Mm-hmm. They're interesting, just something to research and look into, but still. Yeah, creepy. I think it's cool. Creepy. I think it's cool. I don't know. Maybe I mentioned it to Christina, or you mentioned it to Christina, but oh no, I mentioned it to Christina. Like, she was like, What were you doing? I was like, Oh, I was recording a podcast with Tam. She's like, How are you on a podcast before I'm on a podcast? I was like, Well, because my friends are doing podcasts and they want to talk to you, bitch. <laughs> Hate on me if you want to. <laughs> oh, hate oh, oh, hate <laughs> What is that, Trick Daddy? Yes, Real Trick foul. Daddy in a loose. Got me pregnant. Oh, that reminds oh, me of God. Tampa days so much. Good times. Good times. Good times. I wish my knees were half as strong ah. as they used to be. I need to take, I need to take supplements. <laughs> Me and Crash, we're about to get on these joy right? supplements. So I started Ugh. to do a little bit more like yoga and like stretching, not just working out on um, the machine that I have, but like I'm trying to stretch out more and stuff. So I did something that I saw online today and I was like stretching and trying to do kind of yoga poses. And I swear, like I had a foot cramp. My, every time I would move, my, my <laughs> bones would crack. I can't do this shit. This is just not work. It's embarrassing. It doesn't make me feel good about myself. <laughs> Apparently it's a process and you're supposed to just trust the process, but oh, I'll God. tell you what. I'm not, uh, it hasn't no, been that great. at all. Have you done your workout this week? Uh... Really. Well, really. I mean, you were busy. I had goals. You had that whole report to uh, do. Yes. Yay, now it's time to kick back and relax. Treat yourself. Yes, I'm about to go. I'm about to go have a slice of pizza and watch something ridiculous. Are you going to watch a scary movie? Um, Let's see. We just, probably not. We watched Beetlejuice. I want to watch like Adam's Family or yeah. some shit. I want to watch that or Nightmare Before Christmas Aww. or something. I've already seen Hocus. I've already seen Hocus Pocus twice. Anyways, boo. Well, thank you so much again for doing this with me. I know it's late. I love you so much. I'm down to do this anytime. So next time I will be yeah. on time. Oh, please don't worry about it. Uh, thank okay. you guys. Thank you everybody for tuning in and listening to Cloudy with a Chance of Murder. Jen, thank you so much for joining me again. Absolutely, everybody. Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween. Remember, it's cloudy out there and there's always a chance of murder. Murder. Bye.